Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, welcome to Your Black World TV and the Black Love Channel. And today we are going to talk about uh, some relationshipy stuff. Uh, my good friend Nomalanga Mushali Moses uh, posted some stuff recently that I thought was really interesting and gave an interesting perspective about dating and relationships and setting standards. Uh, now, uh, as we get started, uh, first of all, I want to welcome everybody and ask you to please hit the thumbs up button. But I want to ask you guys this. Um, how many of you are familiar or have you know, feel like you know friends who use the term, you know, I refuse to settle? Uh, people who are single, who've been single for a really long time, uh, who <laughs> don't seem to have had a healthy relationship in a decade or more, who just keep saying, and you ask them why, and they say, because I refuse to settle. Uh, give me, uh, say something in the chat if you know people who, who say that. And Noma Langa had an interesting perspective on it. We're going to talk about it. But before I begin, I want to ask Noma, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, boys. How are you? I'm doing really well, really well. And Noma Langa is all the way uh, in uh, Botswana. And she is uh, part of our uh, Botswana B1 family. And uh, and so uh, she's and we've been friends for a long time, I think, since... What, what year did we start working together? Was it 2010, 2011? Yeah, 2010. 2010, 2010. So that's 11 years now. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Uh, and so um, anyway, I, I, I thought that your post was really interesting. I'm actually going to try to find a screenshot of it. Um, but I want to ask um, ask you, uh, you know, first of all, when, when you're talking about uh, people that say I refuse to settle, um, you know, what, what what comes to mind when you think about that? Like, what's your vision of the person, let's say a woman, male or female, uh, who says, you know, I refuse to settle and this is why I'm single. Uh, what made you even make a post about that? Um, well, the the interesting thing about it is it's usually a person who says that they don't want to settle. But I put across a thought that if you're let's say you don't want to be alone. Right. <laughs> let's assume you don't want to be alone. And really, most of the time, nobody does. Um, assuming you don't want to be alone, being alone in of itself is a form of settling if it goes on for too long. The fact mm. that you want to be in a relationship and you're not in one is a failure. So it means mm. something needs to adjust. Yes, you want to be in a relationship, but you're not. So you're not failing to do what you want to do. Right. It's, it's actually pretty straightforward. But people always have. Yeah, but you don't know. And they, they have all kinds of excuses and rationalizations. But it's very straightforward. If mm. your goal is in a, a healthy functional relationship and you're not every year that goes by you're failing right yeah. um so you're failing to get something that you want um and that in of itself is settling so the barrier i believe between you and getting what you want is some kind of adjustment that either you're not willing to make or you don't know how to make hmm. but either way you're in a position that you don't want to be and you're saying you don't want to settle but you have settled for being alone which is not an optimal way of living. Mm. Okay. Now, when you say being alone is not an optimal way of living, I bring that up. Be, I, I, I want to uh, pinpoint that because there are a lot of people who say, you know, look, I'm alone. I'm by myself. Everything's fine. Um, you know, uh, I, I can do, you know, I can, I can handle life by myself. Well, why do I need to have a partner? And I can understand that to some extent, right? I, I remember, mm -hmm. um, when I was in graduate school, <clears throat> I had a very brief relationship with a woman who was a pretty hardcore feminist, very smart. She's actually a, a professor now. And um, I, I, did, I guess I, I dated Alicia's not the first professor I've dated. I'll just say that. <laughs> and um, and I because I like smart black women. I really do. I, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for them. And um, and so she one of the things I remember was a frustration of hers was that 
you know, as she was working on her dissertation and getting awards and accomplishing all these great things, she would go home. And the first thing anybody would ask her is, well, do you have a man? Did you meet somebody? Right. And mm -hmm. they wouldn't ask anything about her dissertation, anything about her Ph.D. And they, this used to make her really mad. Um, and I actually empathize with that a little bit. <clears throat> do you think that sometimes we're a little bit harsh on, on women in terms of expecting or somehow believing that if you're not in a relationship, you, you haven't succeeded? Well, you're asking the wrong person because I emphatically say yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm really? Supposed, really? Explain. I know Please that explain. I'm supposed to be, um, what's the word, um, politically correct and say, well, you know, yeah, no, yeah, that's a failure. Um, even just uh, scientifically, when we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, one of them is that thing of belonging, of family, affection. That's a, a need. Just like you need to eat, you need to sleep, you need to poop, all of that. That's a need. Um, and when you try to say you don't need something you need, something's wrong. Mm. And wow. when you pay attention, boys, a lot of people who say, or at least I, I like to focus on women because I'm a woman. Um, when a lot of you, you find a lot of these women who say, you know, I don't need a man. Um, I think now we've played that to death, that that doesn't work and it's not good and all that. Um, but they say that they don't need a man. You're going to find a bit of hurt somewhere in there. Um, mm. um, or some kind of cynicism that they do want one, but they've been disappointed or they feel like they will be disappointed or something like that. Or their relationships just haven't been working. Um, unless, of course, they're a woman who is attracted to other women, then that makes sense. But mm, yeah. um, normal women, a normal woman needs a man. Mm. Uh, and interesting. Okay, so a normal woman needs a man. Um, okay. Well, you know, that's interesting. So what I want to do actually to, um, you know, to just show, show what kind of a nerd I, I am. Uh, I actually, while you were talking, I pulled up a screenshot of Maslow's hierarchy of needs so we could kind of debate this and talk about this. So here's, here's an image of Maslow's hierarchy. Uh, let me get this, uh, let me get this off the, the screen. See so sexual see. intimacy in that yellow family. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. So you look here, uh, I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit so we can read each layer. Maslow's hierarchy, by the way, is basically this pyramid created by uh, a psychologist with the last name Maslow, um, who basically said that in order for you to be a complete, fulfilled person, you have to climb this pyramid. And like any other pyramid, you can't get to the higher levels unless you've dealt with the lower levels. So the lowest level of the rung or the lowest rung on this pyramid is breathing, food, water, sex sleep, homeostasis, excretion. I guess excretion is using the bathroom. Okay. Homeostasis, <laughs> I, I got to look that up. But anyway, but these are physiological needs, basic physiological needs that, you know, like you have to breathe, you have to eat, you need water uh, you, and food, things like that, right? And then once you've achieved that, once you've accomplished all, or fulfilled all your physiological needs, you move up to safety. Safety is security of body, of employment, of resources, of morality, of the family, of health, or of property. Now, once you've achieved that second layer, uh, layer, then you can go. Then you can go to the third layer, which is friendship, family, sexual intimacy. So this means that you can't even get to the point where you're seeking friendship and family if you don't have safety. If you're not feeling safe, uh, or you don't feel, uh, or you don't have enough water and food, like, or yeah. if you have to go to the bathroom, like, like an example I like to use is if I've really got to pee. There's nothing that I want to do right now other than get to a bathroom. Until, yeah, until you get that need fulfilled. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I want to say on the second one, boys, when you talk about, um, I think it's the safety one, mm-hmm. the security of body and all that, family is still there. See? Mm. Um, and um, the, the foundation of family is marriage. Um, even though people try to build, uh, quote unquote, alternative uh, models of families, um, the optimal way to build a family is a mother and a father, and then they have some children and they stay together. They all stay together. And that also has been proven to um, make the people in that family feel more secure. Um, they're better able to build wealth. Um, and they're able to pass it down from generation to generation. So okay. that's how one of the ways you also accumulate wealth, property, and prosperity. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, I'm speaking with Nomalanga Mushali Moses, and we're talking about uh, settling. What does it mean to say, I refuse to settle? Uh, we, hear, we hear people use that term all the time. And you know me, I like to do a deep dive on things. And I think, I think that's um, the way we achieve greater understanding. So here... Uh, so, so basically, um, if you look at this right here, here on this third level where you've got friendship, family, and sexual intimacy, to me, I feel like that really captures the essence of what you were talking about. Now, you you did mention down below in safety, there is a mention of family, uh, and I, I think of that in terms of just my family being safe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I protect my family, I, I die for that, right? And then once you achieve these things, then you could go for the higher levels, which are self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, respect by others. And then self-actualization is the the highest level, morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, acceptance of facts, which honestly, it's I I see that as just living your best life, becoming Mm -hmm. your best self, pursuing your passion, doing, you know, engaging in something bigger than yourself because all your ego has been satisfied. All your needs have been satisfied, right? I have enough money. I I have enough, you know, I've I've achieved certain things. So now I'm ready to, you know, really give myself to something bigger and better and more important than me. Right. So self-actualization is the goal, but what you're kind of saying with Maslow's hierarchy is that if you're not fulfilling this lower rung, it's hard to go to the higher levels. So what that makes me think about, and I'm going to ask your, your thoughts on this, Noma, because I know you're you're honest about things. <laughs> you know, um, you know. So so what, what I picture when you're talking, and I'd like to get your your take on that. Uh, and remember, this is one point of view, everybody. This is not the definitive answer to anything. This is you know Noma's perspective, my perspective, et cetera. But um, you know what I picture? I picture like that high flying person who is, you know, who's like kicking butt in corporate America, making, you know, a quarter million dollars a year, um, has the degree from Harvard and says, I'm, I'm great. I'm doing well. I've got it all together. But the relationships aren't quite working out. Maybe maybe there's like I, I, I personally believe that a lot of our children, a lot of us that grow up have unresolved daddy issues because 76 percent of all black children grow up without a father in the house, in the house. Not a father down the street, not a father who sees you every two weeks, not a father who sees you on holidays. I'm talking about a father in the house. There is a big difference between having that father in the house. And that can create like a gap in terms of understanding men and how we are and the things we do. Um, you know, and so 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 what do you think? I mean, you know, I, I personally have a heart for that in that it seems to me that um, that some of these people, maybe maybe they maybe some of them are in denial. But are you telling me that there's no way to, to replace like the love of a man for a heterosexual woman if she doesn't have that? No, there's no way to replace it. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? no. Um, okay, so let's talk about let's talk about that more specifically. Um, the reason why I use the word optimal is because that's what I mean. 
Um, I'm talking about the best. Um, and I remember we had a conversation many years ago and I talked about how you can run a race and you can have one really, really strong leg and hop your way to the finish line. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you've trained that leg really well and all that other stuff, it's still not the optimal way to get in the race, see? Um, a person with two legs could probably do better than you, even if the legs are not that well-trained, you know, because that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to run with two legs. Um, and it doesn't make any sense to me to be the person who chooses the one leg and defends it and, um, and sometimes it's because we we didn't we didn't end up that way by our own choosing. It's just how it happened, you know. Mom was alone. Now I'm alone. Grandma was alone. That's all I've ever known. Um, and when you say it's not okay, you're saying I'm not okay. You're saying mom's not okay. Grandma's not okay. And how dare you? And all that. Um, so you find a lot of emotions flying around about that. Um, and I think that what has happened to me as I mature more is that I do have a lot of compassion for people who don't seem to be able to get it right. But I still think it's important to talk about ways in which to get it right. Especially if you really say you care about um, your well-being and that of your family and that of your children, why not give them the optimal way of um, of living? Mm, interesting. So uh, I'd like to ask everybody in the room, first of all, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. I'm talking to Noma Langa Mushali Moses and maybe Noma, you can give me even um, a URL or something or an Instagram where people can follow you. Can they follow you at Noma Moses on Instagram? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll put that on the screen. Uh, but I want to ask you all, give me a yes or no. Uh, do you think that a woman, uh, a heterosexual woman can be truly happy? If she doesn't have the love of a man, like let's say she goes 10 years, 20 years and, you know, and let's say she's 100 percent heterosexual. Right. So, you, you know, so we're talking about a specific group. That's important. Right. Because mm -hmm. you know, because I think there should be a distinction between um, like when I when I hear people, when I hear women critiquing men, I separate, you know, say a gay woman from a, a straight woman because. Right. A person who's gay is not, they're going to say, well, what do we need men for anyway? You know, and, or they're competing with men, right? We, we've seen that, right? It's just, it's just right. honest, right? But, a, a, you know, do you think that a straight woman can be happy? And let's say she goes 10, 15 years without a man, the love of a man, the love of a man, not the company of men, not men just showing up and, you know, and clearing out the plumbing. But I'm talking about men that, that a man that really cares about her, loves her, really you know, checks for her. We'll go visit her if she's sick in the hospital and spend time with her there at the hospital. Do you think that she can be okay without without having that say over a twenty year period? Um, and I, I wonder about that. You know, so, so I, and I, I know what you say, Noma, but I'm looking here at the comments, <clears throat> and I want to kind of a, you know sort of acknowledge those. Um, now let's see here. Uh, give me a yes or no. Can I just add? You're asking after already stating that seventy six percent of people that's the only reality they know. Mm, okay. So then you ask those same people, um, can they live like that? Of course they can. They do. Mm. Tammy says, I've been alone almost 20 years. I am heterosexual. So, so I guess the question you, you probably asked Tammy is, are you are you happy or, or do you pretend to be happy or have you? So 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 it sounds to me, though, like you're 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 acknowledging, though, to me, it sounds like you're acknowledging that you can become comfortable in something that is not a natural situation. Right. Like you mentioned the one the one leg example, like you if you've only known what it feels like to have one leg, you've never had two, Right. And, you, and yeah. we see this. Right. We see the kid that has one leg or no hands. That That's what always fascinates me when you have some a poor kid who has no arms and they learn how to do everything with their feet. 
You know, they can write with their feet, drive with their feet, all that. Um, are they really missing something? Like, or, or is it just a matter of like, you don't know what you're missing, so you're okay. But here's the important question, boys. If you were a person who could choose, would would you choose mm. to not have arms and then learn how to operate without arms? Or would you just choose to have arms? Mm. Wow. I, I think that's a, um, a good question. You know, and I think it sounds to me that, that like you're you're really I, if I was to refine your comment, I'm trying to find it on Instagram so people can actually see exactly what you said. It sounds to me like what you're saying is, you know, it, you're really talking about those women who really who are heterosexual, who really are looking for men like who really are looking. And then they say, I'm, I'm not I refuse to settle. That's why I'm single. And what you're arguing is, no, actually, you, you have settled. You, you've settled on nothing. You've decided that nothing is better than something that doesn't give you everything you need. And it seems to me also- But the thing is, what about if they've set um, uh, unrealistic um, mm. expectations about what it is they need? So nobody's ever going to meet it. Or what if when they get what they need, they themselves are not equipped to be functional and sustain that? Um, there's a there's a whole bunch of things going on, um, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I always say you're an educator. Um, one of the examples that I, I, I like to give is I remember taking a, a class on special education. Not to say anybody's special. I'm so tired of trolls. <laughs> they always find something to come and, you know, attack you with. Um uh, when you're a special a special educator, right, specifically special education, one of the things that you will find is that when you introduce a concept, it happens even in the general population. When you introduce a new concept, the, the, the child with a, a, um, a challenge will, um, when they feel too challenged, they will start to attack the, the con. This is stupid. Um, this is, you know, I, I don't need to do this. And I, they will take a, a negative approach to it because it's challenging them. And you find that a lot of times with the people who say, I don't need it, I don't want it, or they're crap, or they're trash, or uh, they're dogs, or all these other things. is It's challenging something in them that they don't feel like they can overcome. The truth is there's enough examples of people in healthy and functional relationships for us to know that there are good men and there are good women. Mm, and then not. there are also other principles at play. You attract to yourself what you are. So if you believe yourself to be a good person, why don't you think you can find another good person? The only way that you can believe that there's nothing good out there is to start with the thought that you're not good yourself. Mm. Interesting. Or something wrong with you or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I think that what you're, you're talking about as well, to me, it speaks to, um, the, you know, the, the, that group that says, I'm actively looking, I'm looking for the one, right? I know a lot of single people who are constantly looking for the one. It's like, it's like those TV shows where the main character is always looking for their father and you know mm -hmm. they're never going to find their father because then there will be no show left. Right or when, <laughs> right, you know, yes. on the show Good Times, they were always trying to get out of the projects, and every time mm -hmm. you thought they were going to get out, something would go wrong at the end, and they wouldn't get out because they they were it was never planned for them to get out. It was never designed that way because Good yeah. Times is a show that you know is supposed to be in the projects. It's not supposed right, to be the family in the projects. Right, yeah. it, it wasn't it, it wasn't the Jeffersons. Right, the Jeffersons mm -hmm. were, were were when the, they you actually got out of the projects. So so I think that uh, I've seen that I've seen people whose uh, lives kind of run this repetitive circle 
And I think that's where therapy can really help you because all of us have patterns. All of us have repetitive circles where we live the same story over and over again. Uh, we write the end of the story before the story even begins. And and I would say two things to people. One is, you know, therapy and things like that can help you, one, figure out what your pattern is, what your circles are. Two, I would try to understand the circles of anybody you're trying to form a relationship with. Like like I would, I say to guys all the time, look, if you, if you meet a great woman and every single ex-boyfriend she's ever had is a complete dog, then you're going to be a complete dog. It doesn't, you, you can fall into yeah. the analysis to say, well, you know, I'm different and I'm different. She's been hurt by a lot of men. All, most of the men she's been with have used her, and but I'm the first guy who's not going to do that. No, at some point she'll find a reason to find out, to conclude that you're a dog too, just like the rest of them, because it goes deeper than that. Because her daddy was right. the, the original dog. He was the first one to start barking and every man's been barking ever since because she's never actually done the work to confront that pattern that exists in her life. So, so I've seen that a lot. And I, and I think it's a very dangerous pattern um, because, you know, uh, if you're having, you know, if you're having a bunch of a long series of six, seven, eight month relationships, that's a lot of people in your life, a lot of energy, a lot of diseases, a lot of stuff. Right? Uh, what do you think about what I just said? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, the most basic uh, way that it's easy to understand that is somebody who maybe has this thing of saying, you know, everybody I ever love always leaves me. Um, then they find a good person and they tell them, you know, everybody I ever love leaves me. And then they say, well, you know, I won't leave you. Do you know they will begin to do all kinds of things to mm. actually leave? And yeah. then it plays into their whole thing of, well, you see, you know, everybody leaves me and they never mm. take the time that there's something in me that causes people to leave. Mm -hmm. um, if I fix that, I can finally find someone who won't leave. Now, that's not the only scenario, but that's the most simple one, you know, where they keep doing things to make a person leave and then say, see, I, I was right. Everybody leaves. You know, they're dogs. They leave. They use you and then they leave you, you know. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that's a heavy thought. I think that's a really important idea that everybody needs to understand is that, you know, um, you know, again, you know, because I guess because my wife is into that whole subconscious mind thing and she's also into metaphysics. Uh, one of the things that she really believes and talks about, all, we talk about it all the time, is that you tend to attract, you know, you tend to attract what you are or you tend to attract people that are a reflection of who you are. Right. And, and what's going on? Inside, right. So you, so you think every man's a dog and somehow you just end up in the kennel every single time in every relationship. And, and there's something inside of you that's connecting to that. Like I, I, I literally when I wanted to try to understand myself better, I learned a lot about myself by looking at the women that I've chosen throughout my life. Like, really, I, I saw my whole evolution and how I evolved as a person. It's almost like um, you ever see those uh, things where they do a documentary on a musician who, who, you know, or the Beatles or something, and they'll 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 talk about every album, and and they'll say, well, in this era, uh, so and so was going through a divorce, and he did this album because of blah blah blah. But then in this era, it was during the war, and they were responding to the war. And then this era, the group was starting to break up, and this is why they did this album, and this is what this song means, right? Like I, I see my life that way. I can say I could literally break it down to you and say, yeah, in that year. This is what I was thinking. This is where I was. And that's why this person made sense to me at that time. Right. And I think that those who are not able to kind of see that pattern in themselves, you can you can end up just kind of missing the mark. And and uh, and I think that it's it's also a matter of being honest with yourself. You know, some some people will sit here. I think it's politically correct to say 
well, I just haven't found the one yet. Right. Mm-hmm. When you know, you know, you know, you know damn well you ain't never gonna find somebody that is matching your list of 47, 47 very specific agenda items that each person must fulfill for them to be the one, right? You really don't want to find the one, you know. And, and here's the other thing, boy. Sometimes there is a person with that list that fits that list, but they don't want you. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother yeah. conversation right there. Because you're stuck in this whole loop of whatever you're stuck in. Yeah, that person's out there, but they don't want you. Mm. You know, that's that that creates a whole nother interesting dynamic in relationships that people don't talk about is, you know, I, I think sometimes we get tricked. We get tricked into thinking that every person that we want is also going to want us. You know, we get tricked into yeah. this idea that, you know, that that I'm, I'm looking for the one I'm looking for, Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect. And when I meet him or her, they're going to want me, too. And then they don't. And then you <laughs> say, oh, this sucks. Every, you know, women are dogs or men, they're are, all dogs. Know, men are dogs. <laughs> they're all dogs because, you know, I finally met the man. You know, I, I've seen this. I, I, I had a friend like that. Where I kind of we talked about it because she was like, oh, I finally met a man who. And the list was crazy, you know, and he, he the guy makes a million dollars a year. He was six foot three, very handsome, mm-hmm. had an MBA and all this other stuff. <laughs> and she's like, I met him and they slept together a few times. And then the guy left. And I said, mm-hmm. I just had to say, I said, you don't think that a guy that has all those criteria, you don't think he has, has a, lots of options. A, a lot of options, right? Yeah. You, you were in a competition. You just didn't know it. You thought you were the only competitor, maybe because he was only sleeping with you at that particular time. But I guarantee you that there's a good chance that when he walked out of that hotel room with you, he was texting back two or three different women, right? That 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 were you know were in his circle on some level, and and I think that's a, another little art that I I've learned that a lot of people don't understand that you know ha- having somebody that will spend time with you is very different from having somebody that will really commit to you. Commitment is a whole nother level of connection that goes beyond mm-hmm. just the sex. I, I know a lot of I know guys I know a lot of guys that have a lot of money and fame and everything else. And they can have sex with a lot of women. Like that's easy. That's not a big deal. You know, but Mm -hmm. when they pick a woman and say, this is the one I'm going to focus all my energy on and I'm dropping everything else so I can focus on this one person. That's just a whole nother level of commitment. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's true. And the other thing is you have to think um, a lot of people put a list together of a person that's exceptional. Um, so in order to attract an exceptional person, the very first thing you have to do is get to work to be exceptional yourself. Um, uh, and, and that's just, it, it's so simple, but people just don't get it. Um, and um, also you have to grow as a, as a human being. You just have to grow. And a lot of people who have that thing of, I don't, I can't find anybody. This, they're usually very stagnant. Um, women don't like it when we say it, but a lot of them don't even look really good. Um, and the truth about men is that they're not going to go for a not good looking woman, all else we equal if they can find a really good looking one. Um, That's just a fact, you know, all else equal. If she's sweet, she's whatever, all the qualities that you're looking for, there's two of them, right? And all the qualities are the same and one is gorgeous and one is you know, he's gonna pick the gorgeous one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a fact. 
right? And they get mad. You should love me with my fat. And no, actually, you can lose weight. Being fat is not as fat. And they really get so mad. Like sometimes I have to go off of Facebook for two days because they get so mad and they, you know, their the emotions. And I always say, because your emotions are this stirred up, that means I've pinpointed something in you that needs to change and you're unwilling to look at it because you don't know me and you shouldn't be this emotional about what I'm saying. And you don't even know me, you know? Um, I think that's, I think that's an interesting, that's an interesting. And uh, and is making a good point. Damani says that you're saying a lot of the things Kevin Samuel says, and, and this is an area where, where I do align with some of what Kevin says. I, I think, I think Kevin's a little harsh sometimes, right? I, I don't like that term die alone, right? If you tell, you know, I don't like, I, I don't even want to be the guy to tell a woman you're going to die alone because you don't listen to me. I think that's kind of, that's a little bit much. I don't think you need to do that because there are people that are really going to die alone. And for some of them, it's not completely their fault. Um, in America, speaking, well, in America, statistically speaking, actually, uh, the economist did an article that basically said that the percentage of marriage eligible men in the black, in the African-American community is lower than the percentage of marriage eligible women because of population. Say, get a passport. Yeah. Well, you passport. Know, hello. Yeah, well, you know that 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 is a thought, right? And that gets into another conversation about you know black women exploring all their options, right? Should they, you know, you know, should should she let me just clarify, please, quickly? Wait, clarify. Okay, go to Africa, go to the Caribbean. I'm not saying go get a pale man. (laughs) Let me just be clear. I just want that clear, okay? But get a passport. If your rhetoric is, I can't find them here, go somewhere else. Mm, okay, okay. Well, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. Um, I, I think, you know, I think people should do whatever they need to do to be happy. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. And I can Rather tell you. make excuses. And I can tell you, even when you talk about, you know, marrying a pale man, um, I have relatives that have done interracial marriage, you know, and, you know, and even when we talk about LGBT type stuff, I have people in my family that are in that community. So I have to be honest, I have to speak my truth. But at the same time, I love them. I accept them, you know, for whatever, whoever they are. Right? I just do. And um, and I can say this, um, you know, I know that uh, my goddaughter, who is like a daughter to me, you know, she married a, a pale man. <laughs> and he, and he, would call, he would probably call himself a pale man. He's from Europe. And uh, and, and and here's the thing. Um, I couldn't knock it at all because he's such a nice guy and he treats her like gold and he loves the living shit out of her. Right. He mm-hmm. really loves her. I mean, really worships the ground she walks on and adores the hell out of her. He's he's he I, I, he's not a guy where, you know, I've got other people in my family where I'm like, why did you let this son of a bitch get you pregnant? Like, what the hell? You know, like, like, where's, where is he? The way, you know, he needs to, you know, and, 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 and you know, so as a father, it, it's, it's an interesting kind of conflict where it's like, I want you to be with a black man, but I want you to be with a sturdy black man. And if he's not sturdy, then get the hell out of my family. Do not come in my family if you're not a sturdy man. And, uh, and I can say that, that the pale, the pale guy <laughs> is sturdy. He's super smart. He's very nice. He's not coming with a bunch of chaos. You know, he's taking care of his family. How am I going to knock that? How am I going to say, well, you're not doing right. I'm, I don't accept that. No, it's like, no, you, you know, it, 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 and, and, and he respects me as the patriarch. It's not a white supremacy thing. It's not like he comes in and says, well, I'm white and I want to tell you black people what to do. No, he's like, hi, Dr. Watkins. Good to see you. You know, I respect what you're doing. You know, so so he's a great guy and I'm not going to back away from that. So 
I personally think that when you're talking about all of this, um, I encourage anybody, like, don't be listening to what other people tell you. Like, find your bliss, whatever that looks like. You know, don't be sitting there lonely. I can't be blissful if I'm not with a black man. What do you say? I can't be blissful if I'm not with a black man. Yeah, well, you know, Alicia said the same thing. Alicia says, in fact, not only does Alicia, my wife, not only does she um, say she needs a black man, she says, I want an African-American man. Like she said, I want a, a black yes. that, or from the black community. She says anything outside of that, I'm not interested. So, I so I think everybody's right to have their choice. Yeah, I, I'm just I stand by what I said. If he's not black, yeah, I'm right with Alicia. Although I wouldn't say African American, I would say African, but I include African Americans in my umbrella of African. Well, and, and you are African, so so you're able to see the value of all sides. I've seen a lot of African American. Tell me if you guys have seen this before, but I've seen a lot of African American women though who have had a hard time being married to an African man, and then I've seen the opposite too: an African woman who, you know, maybe the African American man wasn't quite a good fit. Do you think that there's like a little bit of a divide that can cause challenges uh, in those relationships uh, culturally? Um. Well, we, we look at it as African versus African-American, but it still goes back down to how was that person brought up and raised. If you take a person who has come from a background where um, a, a stable family um, hasn't existed in their bloodline for generations, that person mm-hmm. is going to struggle with a structured because that's what marriage is, the more structured way of living, right? Um, they're going to struggle mm-hmm. in that structured environment, and um, it's going to cause problems. And actually, that's usually where the problem is. Um, other cultural issues, of course, but I find that that's where the main problem is. And um, other Africans who have come from like a single-parent home and married um, a person from a two-parent home in America and still have problems, or they're both from two-parent, yes, of course. But you're going to find that it's the family dynamic that plays in the marriage uh, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. And that's what causes the problems. Now, are all Africans from two parent homes? No, but it's more common and it's more normal. Um, so then are more African-Americans from single parent homes? Of course, not all, but it's more common, it's more normal to be from a single parent home. And that dynamic will play out. Mm. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I would really say that, you know, um, it's uh, I, I think that this the, the racism thing kind of put us in a weird predicament. You know, um, I, I think that we 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 can be too hard on the single moms who are doing the best they can with what what's in front of them. Right. They're, they're stuck in a crazy situation. Um, maybe they play some part in that, of course. But but multiple people play a part in the creation of a broken home. Right. It's yeah. not just their fault. Yeah. And then and then you have this this interesting movement among some men where they say we refuse to even date these women, that these women with kids, they're not, they're not worthy. They're not blah, blah, blah. And I, and I think that's kind of sad that you see the men running away from the women, but then you also see, um, you know, this thing where sometimes the women uh, don't want accountability. You know, they, 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 they you know, there are women that'll say, Hey, if you tell me I should lose weight, then who, who the hell are you to tell me what to do? You know, 
And I think maybe they're frustrated because they're tired of people telling them what to do. But but truth is truth. You know, um, I can, but I that's can, where the Campbell Samuel things come in, you know, where then he's like, well, you're going to die alone. It's usually when someone shows up and I'm not saying I agree with him saying that, but he's usually saying, if you don't want to do what it takes to not be alone, then you're going to be alone. Um, yeah. And I do agree that I've seen some of the things where he's been a bit harsh, but um, usually when someone has a resistance to exactly what they need to do to get to where they want to go, why do they expect to get to where they want to go? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, if I was a single mother, which I'm not, um, I would be I would be trying to teach my daughter not to be um, a single mother because I I've endured um, something that I feel like I could have done better if it if I'd had a partner in. Well, the the group of uh, people in America, economically speaking, that are most likely to struggle financially are single black mothers, single black Mm -hmm. mothers statistically have the lowest net worth in America. And that's uh, in close competition with uh, single fathers who have kids in multiple households. Right. You know, and, and so when when uh, what I would say almost is that, you know, when, when you use a Kevin Samuels term like you're going to die alone, I would like to see that term used to also talk about the men who, um, you know, you're young and, and you're getting all, you, you have these women and you think you're going to be young forever. And then you look at guys, you know, these 50 year old rappers who are dying alone, you know, because they never committed or invested in a woman. And so so to your point, the way you're describing the need of the, the, a woman's need for a good man, um, I don't think it's far fetched to say that a man does need a good woman. Uh, what do you think about me saying that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, you can go um, check it out. Uh, the statistics that show that and it's interesting that you said diet 50 because they do. Right. Um, there are statistics that show that being in a healthy, functional marriage will extend your um, it will increase your wealth. Um, it'll incre- increase your health and it increases your your happiness and well-being. Hmm. I can I can um, confirm that that I've noticed. For example, that first of all, everybody saw me lose all that weight when Alicia and I were together. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. It was because she wouldn't let me eat the stuff that I was eating when I was single. Uh, well, she it wasn't that she told me I couldn't eat it. It was just that every time I ate it, she'd be there and say, "Now, nah, boys, you know you shouldn't be eating that." And I would say, <laughs> "Yeah, you're right." And I put the donut down, right? But it was called like accountability. A- yeah. Right, right, and uh, you know, and we, and we started working out and all that, but then also um, the wealth piece you're talking about. Um, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I know that my net worth probably doubled during the time that we were together, and I think a lot of it. Well, part of it is just natural evolution in terms of getting better at what you do, but then mm-hmm. the other part of it was this sort of feeling as a as a man, you know, that you're not a boy anymore. Like there's something about marriage and or or commitment. That makes a man stand a little taller, his back's a little straighter, you know, because he knows he's got these people depending on him, right? Your children are looking up to you like like you're like they 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 look at you like a superhero. If you're doing your job, they do, right? Like, oh, he's got us, he's gonna keep us safe, he's gonna handle it, there, everything. So you you're you're trying to maintain that you want to maintain that, right? Mm-hmm. And what that does is that brings out the best part of you, as opposed to maybe when you're single, when maybe you either um you know, uh, maybe maybe you don't feel the need to be as accountable and responsible, or you maybe take chances in a lot of risks that can cause you problems. Like like even little things like uh, like the Bill Cosby thing shows what can happen when a man is you know laying down with a bunch of different a new woman every week. 
You know, uh, one crazy woman can derail everything you've ever worked for your whole entire life. Bill Cosby probably had about 30 or 40 crazy women somewhere in his past. And, and I, I think that that is something that men are not encouraged to think enough about. Right. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And even if we go back to that uh, pyramid that we're looking at, Maslow's pyramid, um, you need, you know, that family structure to be confident, you see, um, and, and how you walk out in the world. And uh, without it, can you get there? Yeah. But again, like that's why I keep saying I like using the word optimal. Is that the best that you can do? Is that the best way to do it? There are exceptions to everything. People will say, well, no, Milanga, you always say people should be married. And, and I know so many rich people that are not married. Well, yeah, those are exceptions. The other thing is, how about if they were married, they'd be even richer. So you don't know if they were even than that. Um, and then the other thing is it's a way of protecting um, your wealth. Um, and a lot of men will attest to this. Um, when you have a woman who actually cares about you and loves you and wants to build with you, the way she approaches your money is much different than a woman who, who's trying to just get something and keep it moving. Yes, I was trying to get something from you, you know. Um, it's it's just <laughs> radically different. Um, and a, a man who has enough to lose will recognize that difference. Well, you know, it's um, it, you know, I I do know that family is better for legacy. Um, you know, especially you know, you get a little older, you start realizing, okay, I'm not going to be here forever, and being part of a structured legacy. I know, for example, that if I was in the hospital and incapacitated, I wouldn't have any concerns about Alicia making sure that I got everything I needed. You know, um, I know that if uh, I died, I have people in place, including her, that I know would handle my estate, you know, really well. And that helps me sleep at night because you can die any day. You never know what day you're going to die. Right. right. Um, I, I think that uh, as a single man, don't get me wrong. I think there are benefits to being single. And I think that, uh, and I don't blame anybody that loves it. You know, I, there, I, I loved it for a long time, you know, and, uh, but I also love this, you know, and it, it's really a yin yang. You're, you're, you're gaining one thing, but you're losing a couple other things because everything requires an investment. And, uh, and, and also to your point, uh, about you know family and and wealth, um, I, it's interesting. I, I always had that a uh, conflict in my head. It's like okay, on one hand, when I was single, I was able to do you know things single guys could do. Like I could work till you know midnight every night. Um, I could take mm -hmm. chances that I couldn't take as a married man. Meaning like I could literally risk all my money. Like like Mark Lamont Hill made fun of me because 15, 20 years ago I, I, I declared bankruptcy. And that was because I was taking chances on my business and it didn't work out. Right. right. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. That was, those are the chances I was taking because I wanted to succeed that bad. I don't know if I could have done that as a married man. I think my wife would have kicked my butt. Elon Musk almost went bankrupt. Like he had a hundred million dollars when he sold PayPal and he worked, he whittled away 99 out of a hundred million dollars trying to start SpaceX. Yeah. Right. And, and as you see, Elon Musk has like four divorces or something or three or something. <laughs> right. Which, which is ridiculous to me, he, you know, but, but still, there is that benefit, I think, to being single, especially when you're young. Uh, and I don't want to knock that at all. But I, I, I think what we don't have as much is we don't have people saying, hey, yeah, there are benefits to being single. That's awesome. But, you know, marriage can be pretty cool, too. You know, uh, ma marriage is good in the sense that it, um, it among other things, it, it definitely keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> right. Um, it, 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 it's, it's uh, as you mentioned, having the right partner that you can build with. 
um, you know, that maybe maybe she's got her own stuff. She's doing her own thing. She's building her own business. She's bringing her own resources or whatever. That's pretty cool. Uh, if that's what you want. Uh, at the very least, you know, she's a person that's going to take care of your children, maybe while you're doing other things. And uh, and so so I, I encourage people to just kind of understand their benefits on both sides. But either way, though, whatever choice you make, you got to prepare for that choice. And that's why I liked your, your post about settling. You know, you know, the reality is that if you are claiming to be looking for the one, right, and you're not doing the things necessary to identify and keep the person that you're seeking to obtain, uh, then you're not going to get that, right? Like if you refuse to acknowledge that men, that men don't like fat women as much as we like thin women on average, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Men don't like women with that are loud with nasty attitudes as much as we like women that are composed and demure, right? You know, that- that, that Cooperative. Right, that, that are feminine, feminine, whatever that means for, for anybody, right? Um, yeah. And I, and I think that there are people who don't accept that. They sort of say, well, if you can't accept me for who I am, exactly who I am, even on my worst day, then that means you really don't love me. And that's just not true. People don't want your raggedy ass self. People want your, <laughs> people want your self. Seriously, right. like Alicia, Alicia wouldn't want me if I was the, the raggedy voice. She wants the quality voice. And, right. and I have to accept that. What do you think right. about what I just said? Um, I agree with you, but I wanted to also add one thought to when you were describing, um, you know, how when you're married, you can't take risks and so forth. But let's also start thinking about um, building families and doing it for generations. The reason why we think um, uh, sometimes people can't take risks and so forth is because you'd fall flat on your face. But if you rethink that in terms of a family that has built wealth over generations, um, they have lots of homes, you're not going to lose your house. And if you do, your dad will give you another one because you see what I'm saying? You really actually can take risks when you have the protection of family. Um, Actually, it's the guy who's single and has no family and comes from maybe a family that didn't do too well in the past generation because, again, somebody was alone in that past generation, whatever. Um, That's the guy who can't take a risk because when he falls flat, he has nothing to fall on. The guy who comes from a family where he's married, his dad was married, grandpa was married, they have businesses, they have houses, they have assets. He can take a risk. He can throw it all away um, and then say, you know, dad, about that thing that we were doing, it didn't work out. He said, okay, don't worry about it. You want to work for that company while you recover? You want to stay at that home while you recover? Uh, You know, they can have those conversations. And those things, people need to understand that the foundation of those things is family, marriage and family. That's what builds those things. That's what positions you. Even if you get a divorce or whatever it is, you have so much family support that you can recover, remarry and keep going in that thing. Whereas with other families, you mess around and break up with your baby mama or your husband or whatever. Nobody can take you in because they're renting too and they're barely making it too and they can't help you. And it's like this perpetual crisis that just keeps unraveling. Um, so I can't speak enough about the safety of family and marriage and keeping it going and preserving it and growing it for generations. The longer you do it, the better off you will be. That you can go check it out. <laughs> go read even yeah. these families that we talk about. Like even when you were talking about uh, one of your goddaughters who um, married interracially, uh, 
I don't know these people, but I'm willing to bet the young man you're talking about comes from a solid family and his mom and dad also come from a solid family. So it's not really that she married interracially uh, per se that made her marry well. It's the fact that she she married into a family that has preserved their family for generations. And hopefully that will position her to do that and her offspring will also do that. Well, I, I think that's a great point. And by the way, everybody, I'm talking to Noma like Mochelli Moses, and we're talking about the act of settling. And um, and she she made a great post about um, you know women who say I refuse to settle. And she says that when you say I refuse to settle and you stay single, you're really settling. Uh, you're settling for loneliness, right? That's where you're settling. And uh, everybody, if you could please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And uh, also, in case you guys did not know. Uh, there is the blackloveChannel.com. Uh, that's where we talk about love and relationship topics. So uh, Alicia and I are on there a lot. And then sometimes we bring in special guests. And so these, so Noma Langa has been a friend for a long time and, uh, and we just think she's awesome. So uh, anyway, so, so you, you made a great point um, about the protection of family and in terms of an insulator from risk. I remember uh, one of the things that I really liked about Alicia was I remember once she said, um, she said, boys, everything you do, if everything you do fails, don't worry. You know, we, I, we got the house. I've got my job. We're good. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna be fine. You know, and, and that did, I did appreciate that quite a bit. Right. And, uh, and, and I think that to your point, when you're talking about, um, family and the protection of family in, in terms of the ability to take economic risk and knowing your family has your back, one of the things I encourage people to understand is that that sort of relationship and arrangement does require a degree of trust. And one thing I've noticed is that because black people, we traumatize the hell out of each other on a regular basis, African-Americans anyway, because of what we've gone through, trust is sometimes lacking, right? And uh, and one of the things that, one of the reasons that I was afraid of marriage when I was much younger is because I said, if, if I take all these chances financially, um, nobody's there to tell me not to do it. Nobody's there to tell me, hey, you know what, you know, we're, the kids are at risk and you're going to lose your job and you better stop doing this, right? And uh, and and I, I noticed, though, and I thought about it, and if I were, say, married to a woman who trusted me, right, who said, you know what, I trust my husband, he's a smart man, we'll make it through, you go for your dream, I could have got married at 25, 26 years old. You know, uh, my brother has been my number one business partner um, you know, in, in, in all the years I've worked together. So he's been my partner, not, not like a wife, but you know, we, but we're like, you know, we're, 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 we're together. We, we've worked together a lot. And, uh, one of the things I thanked him for, cause he's much more conservative than me. And it, 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 sometimes he looks at what I'm doing and he's like, what are you doing? You know, like, why did you say that? Right. But he always trusted me. And I thanked him. I said, thank you for trusting me because I know I'm a person where sometimes the things I do don't do, don't work out. I, I fail you know, on a regular basis. I love to fail because that's how you get that first success. Um, and, and because he was able to go through the, take the L's with me, so to speak, we were able to get the big wins together. You know, we were able to achieve amazing things because he was able to um, allow the process to work and allow me to do my thing without being up my butt with all his insecurities. Like, oh my God, I'm so scared. It's not going to work out. Oh my God, what are you doing? Ah! You know, it's like playing yeah. a basketball game with yeah takes you out yes. of the game every time you miss a shot. You can't be a good player if your coach takes you out of the game every time you miss a shot. And there are people I've seen who, because of how they grew up, um, have major trust issues. And mm-hmm. and talk specifically, I, I can only speak on African-American women in this regard because I've only dated African-American women. That's it. Um, I can tell you 
that that daddy issue, like daddy, I couldn't trust my daddy. It permeates through relationships. So it's like, yeah, I can trust the man as long as he doesn't mess up. The minute you mess up, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all, I'm gonna get super triggered and I'm gonna go crazy. Whereas a quality woman to me is one who says, yeah, my husband messed up, but I trust him. You know, I, I know he's gonna get it right. Uh, I'll let the process work itself out. Um, what do you think about that? I'm not even gonna ask a question, but that's been my experience. <laughs> yes, um, I actually think that's twofold. Um, first of all, you're trusting the person, right? Trusting you, having faith in you, and even knowing that if you fall, you'll get back up, you'll recover, and so forth. But it still goes back to my original point that um, I can trust you, yes, but I also know that even if you make a mistake, we're not ruined. And that also still comes from the backing. Um, one of the things that um, I can share about a lot of African cultures, especially mine, is that people pay dowry and people have, have kind of misunderstood. They say, well, you shouldn't have to buy a wife. And say, No, actually, it's like an investment. You literally pay money that's supposed to be grown and kept somewhere so that it's for the safety and security of you all. If something happens to you, she has some safety and security, right? But if you want to take risks in life and everything and you fall down on your face, there's that little nest that will uh, cushion you. But again, this again is built into the process of a marriage and building a family. Um, that isn't given to you. It's given to your wife's family. Um, and your families are supposed to support you and help you along the process of building your family and building your wealth and so forth. So again, without that family structure and passing it on from generation to generation, um, yeah, mom is not going to trust any man because there's been no man and she's going to raise you not to trust. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna, some mothers literally say that. Don't trust, don't trust it, girl. You better get your money. Don't trust these men. Ta -da 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 -da. Um, they, they, they literally say it. Get your own stuff. Look out for yourself because you can't trust these ends. Well, well, um, well, what makes it worse, though, is, is when you do have those guys who really are not trustworthy. Right. A lack of trust breeds a lack of trust. Yes. Uh, that, yeah. So, so you're. So, to your original point that you made about Alicia saying, you know, if you believe that people are awful, you're going to meet awful people, mm. um, or or whatever the the, the mm -hmm. that language is. Um, but um, and that and that's a, a self fulfilling prophecy for a lot of people. You are dealing with people who are going to disappoint you, and they disappoint you, and then you tell your daughter that, well, you know, don't <laughs> don't trust. I had five, and the thing is, you're going to say it. I had five men in my life, and all of them disappointed me. I can tell you they are going to disappoint you. But you go to another family where they've had generations of trustworthy men, they, they're kind of like, well, yeah, if you get a guy that's not trustworthy, he is going to let you down. Um, why didn't you get a good one? <laughs> and, and again, people's emotions like flying around when you say these things, especially when they haven't known anything different. They think you don't live in the, I've been told I don't live in reality or I don't live in the real world or I don't know things and so forth. Um, and I can appreciate that um, even though I've suffered disappointments and loss and failure and all these things in my life, um, I can't say that about my father. I can't say that about his father. Um, so that's what's said in my mind, that a man is trustworthy. Um, he won't let you down. He'll take care of you and so on and so on. Um, so I feel comfortable saying that. Um, and another woman who's had a different experience is going to feel more comfortable saying something else. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely um, heard everything you were saying. And I think in general, um, 
you know, I, 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 I can be honest and say I, I've seen women in just in different categories. Um, there are the, in my view, the quality women and the women who don't quite, you know, make the cut. Right. And, uh, and I think that's OK. The reason I think that's OK is because it allows me to be honest about what I'm seeing without. Uh, so, so I'm not over romanticizing women. Right. Thinking that they're all wonderful and perfect just because you're cute. Um, while at the same time, making sure that I give the right kind of respect to the right kinds of women. You can't, everybody don't deserve the best that you got. Everybody doesn't deserve, you know, if, if you're a man, every woman doesn't deserve your affection and your money and your time and your commitment. And same thing with women. Uh, you can't get whatever you whatever you consider to be your good stuff. Every man don't deserve your good stuff. Every man does not deserve the husband treatment because uh, if you're giving the husband treatment to men who haven't earned it, then you're diluting the value of what you have to offer. And I, I believe quality men can identify that and they understand the difference between, you know, shopping at Bloomingdale's versus shopping at Walmart. You know, they, mm. they, they know the difference between a low value and high value situation. And I and so I, I personally think that standards and self-esteem are important. Uh, that's why, for example, I don't fall for any of this nonsense ideology that says, if I support black women, I got to just support every black woman. No, I, I you know, I, I talked about Lizzo and her record label promoting obesity as body positivity. And y'all heard me talk about it. And I don't take a single word back. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, but you hate black women. No, I want I want y'all. I just want I like black women who want to do better. Those are my type of women. You know, my type mm-hmm. of women are the ones who say, no, I don't want to have diabetes, heart disease and 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 strokes and 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 act like that's OK. You know, like, no, I want the women. It's not that I have an issue with women being obese. We, we're all you know, we all have, have have gone through something like that. Right. But it's like, no, stop telling me that a negative is a positive. No, I, I can love you. You know, my, my wife loved me through my obesity, but she did not pretend like me being obese was as good as me being healthy. That's exactly. A damn, that's a damn lie. And, I, and so and I bring that up because, you know, I think it's OK. I think same thing for women. You know, I see women who will be so determined to say I support black men that you'll have a black man doing something stupid and foolish and ridiculous and humiliating. And they'll be like, well, I want to support black men. So I'm going to like, no, don't support those black men. No, seriously, because some some I, I've seen so many quality women just dating men who are complete trash, garbage men, they just literally worth two nickels on the ground, right? And, and and you're trying to treat that man like a king and he hasn't earned king status. Make people meet a standard before you what you've got. Love yourself enough to value the love that you're giving another person. I don't, I give the type of love to Alicia that I did not give. I had a, I had a girlfriend for, for years before Alicia. No one knows. And I didn't give her the same love that I give Alicia because Alicia earned queen status. The other woman was fine. She was okay, but she wasn't Alicia, right? So, so, you know, so I don't believe in this high idea of always being the same with everybody all the time. And what happened? Because if you do that, what's what's going to happen is you're going to feel burned because you're going to give this amazing love to somebody who didn't earn it, and they're not going to value it. And you're going to start like all men are crap or all women are crap because because you basically gave away your best to a situation that wasn't worthy of you and worthy of your best. So, so yeah. your best or the best, you must be the best to get my best. That is my rule. And that is a rule I think everybody can consider adding to your arsenal in terms of how you approach relationships. Noma, I'll let you get the last word. Um, please, let's say you. I don't need the last word. Um, what you said was 
exactly what needs to be said, voice. Um, and I, I, I can't say anything more. Um, it really is true. You, you have to be your best and then give your best to someone who deserves your best. Yes. Yeah. Give me your best. I'll give you my best. Love, love I believe, can be uh, reciprocal. Um, but at the same time, I think love requires a tremendous amount of patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, patience, meaning that you can't just uh, get triggered over every little thing. You know, you got to have some resilience. You got to, you know, like that new edition song I always cite, you know, can you stand the rain? You know, yeah. you stand the rain. And I think a lot of people can't stand the rain because they're too caught up in the fairy tale or they're too triggered and afraid of, of you know, of whatever. And and they just because you're afraid, you're, you're scared to avoid. A lot of people can't can't have healthy relationships for the same reason that a lot of black people can't start businesses because starting a business requires you to go through some hell to get to your heaven. You're going to have a lot of risk, a lot of setbacks, a lot of things you're afraid of. So a lot of our people don't become entrepreneurs because they're when they see a risk, they're thinking about the downside, not the upside, right? So love is the ultimate risk. It's a bigger risk than a financial risk because you're risking your, your heart, your emotional well-being, et cetera, because a lot of people see the downside and can't see the upside. They just say, you know what? I'm going to stay away from it. I'm not going to get too involved. I'm going to just have a bunch of temporary, simple situations as opposed to having something that's meaningful uh, because it's, it takes a whole different set, set of skills. And one piece of advice I would give everybody is, you know, get therapy, like, you know, get get some help. There are tools that will help you manage relationships in a healthy way. Uh, don't try to do relationships to me are not something that you want to approach with a do it yourself mentality because you don't you don't have what you need especially if you never saw a consistent strong loving relationship growing up every single day as a child you're probably going to have to go learn some skills on that it, it doesn't mean that you're, you're flawed it's not your fault that you know however you grew up but you've got to supplement that so that when you meet the right person you'll know how to address that situation to make that thing last so i i've, I've been long-winded enough uh thank you for listening everybody and then like thank you for uh for your time i appreciate it Thank you, boys. It was a great conversation. Yeah. So where can people follow you? I want to put your uh, Instagram. It's, it's Noma Moses on Instagram. Yes, it's at Noma Moses. And I'm a Facebooker. I'm always on Facebook at my name, Noma Langham Charlie Moses. Okay. So I'm going to put your Instagram up here first, and then I'm going to also put up your... Uh, so everybody go follow Noma on Instagram, and I'm going to put your, your name up um, so people can follow you on Facebook. Because believe me, Noma... Um, Noma's a firecracker. She, she's a lot of people, but I love it. I love it. I think it's great. There you go. You can also follow her on um, on Facebook. Did I spell that right? Yes, you did. Okay, I thought I, I was making sure. Every time I spell your and name, that's an accomplishment, boys. Yeah, I know. I spelled it wrong for about six years, which is ridiculous and pathetic. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. All right. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here, and I hope you guys uh, have have a good day. And uh, and if you're interested in this kind of thing, uh, my wife, Alicia, happens to be um, a relationship therapist, and she's actually doing a a premarital class this weekend. So if you're interested, you want to go take a look and go to blackmarriageclass.com. The URL is right there on the screen. So feel free to uh, check out the blackmarriageclass.com for this weekend. And also um, you can follow her at coachingwithdralicia.com or on Instagram at coachingwithdralicia. So uh, we have a lot of resources that can help you. And I hope that you find whatever you're looking for in life. God bless you. And I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye.